in the DNA of being Jewish, we have the ability to live with opposites, to live a life of paradox. You are listening to The JP Show, where we discuss the issues you care about from a Jewish perspective. I am Rabbi G. I am Rabbi Levy. And we hope you enjoy this episode. This is Rabbi G, and welcome back for another episode. And we are still, the Jewish nation is still under siege and going through a really um, tough time and a crisis, which, please God, we will come out and emerge even stronger from. But I'm here with Rabbi Levi. I'm not going to give an opening statement. We're going to go right to the discussion. I'm just going to start with a few points. And today's discussion, today's topic is being positive. So I've had a number of people ask me, Rabbi, how do we stay positive during these times? And uh, I suppose there are a number of answers to that questions. However, the first question needs to be asked is, is it important to be positive? Maybe we shouldn't be positive. It's such a terrible time. Such a negative thing that's happening. Maybe we shouldn't be positive. But of course that's not true, and maybe it's the obvious, but it's important to clarify the obvious sometimes. Because I think sometimes people feel that they don't want to be positive because it's almost like they don't care. And that's totally not true. We have to be able to care and not stop thinking about our brothers and sisters in Israel. Not stop thinking about the fact that it is, this is not their problem, but our problem. It's the problem of the entire Am Yisrael, the entire Jewish nation. And continues to think about it, but at the same time, of course we need to be positive, and for so many reasons. Maybe we'll talk about some of them in, in, in a minute, but first and foremost, that not to be positive creates negativity. To just be continuously negative and down and depressed and anxious and fearful about what is happening is not going to do anyone any help physically or spiritually, which means it's not going to help us. Like We're not helping the effort, we're not doing anything to help by being down and negative the entire time. And we also are not helping spiritually. We're not doing things to uplift, spiritually uplift. The Chayalim, the people who, the, the soldiers of IDF, the people who are, who are going through a healing process from being wounded, and so on and so forth. So yes, we do need to still care, but at the same time, learn to somehow lift ourselves up and be positive, also to create a positive energy, to create strength, to create pride, and so on and so forth. How do we, how do we be positive? I think, well, I'm going to discuss it with Rabbi Levy in a moment, but it's, it's also about being disciplined. It's about finding ways to generate positivity, to look for things that are positive, to, to uh, focus on things that are positive, to see sometimes the silver lining even amongst tremendous darkness and all of that. So I think just to lay the foundation here, it is important to be positive and we have to put in effort even during this time while still caring to be upbeat and to be positive on some level. So I'm here with Rabbi Levy. How are you? How was your week? Doing pretty well, you know, uh, under, relative the, to, un, under the circumstances. Um, I think it's important to emphasize, before you get into the positivity, something that you've already touched on, um, maybe the opposite for a moment, that it, it's also important, and, and I, don't, I don't think we actually need to be told this, I think this is fairly obvious for everyone, um, that we need to feel the pain. I think it's also very important. I, I, you know, I'm sure this happens in every single show. I don't think it's unique to here, but remember when you, it was Yom Tif, so no one really had their phones on us, we didn't really know what was going on, but when the news started to leak in and you got up and made an announcement uh, right before we started Hakafas, 
I'm Simchas Torah, about what's happening in Israel, there was like a collective gasp in the room. Yeah. And not because everyone, now there were people in the room that had family in Israel, but not everyone in the room did. Um, and that, like that moment was actually a very powerful moment. And it was almost like we all felt like as if someone's attacking us. Um, and, and, and that's true. Uh, people did attack us. So I think, yeah, I, that's 100%. And, and the interesting thing is I wasn't so surprised about the gospel. I mean, it was amazing to hear that. What's amazing is that the gospel has continued. Yeah, correct. I, was, I think people still feel like that. You know, if I just throw something in actually before we get back to being positive, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've noticed this a bit in myself and I've noticed this with other people, that everyone is still under emotional strain and still feeling it. A lot of people are struggling um, and really asking this question about being positive, but they're struggling with different things. I, I've seen, I think, a bit of a shift in the emotions. I think... And maybe it's not true with everyone, but I just picked this up. I think that at the beginning, people were very broken, yeah, very upset, very devastated, just in shock. And I think now it's a bit shifted to fear a little bit, mm. anxiety, being worried about it, and also anger a little bit. Yeah, Like I think the anger is coming out and, and that's something that should we discuss at some point also. But you know, how, do we, how do we channel that? But... Whatever it is, people are still struggling, and the question is managing that, and the particular focus of today's discussion is being positive. Being positive. So let's discuss positivity. What, let's first of all define it. What does it even mean, right? You know, um, I, I've, I've actually listened to different podcasts in the past of, of people that have suffered tragedies, whatever it is, terrible things that have happened to them. And there are those that inspire me, and there are those that I must say didn't. And I think the difference is sometimes people, they almost live in denial. It's like everything's wonderful, everything's great, you know, everything that God does is for the best, which is true, and we're going to discuss that. But nevertheless, and therefore they're not in pain, and, and everything is just unbelievable. That doesn't really inspire me so much, because it's not real. Or, or, or maybe they're on a very high spiritual level, and they're able to live that way. I'm not sure. I don't know the people, you know, directly. But it doesn't relate to me. I don't know. When I know when I go through, you know, thank God in my life I haven't suffered like that. But even just minor things, I do get affected, right? Just to live in this like cloud of, of denial of, of of oblivion doesn't relate to me. I don't know if that relates to you. I'm not sure. No, so I think whereas when I do listen to people who admit that they've struggled and then they go through that roller coaster of emotions, but yet they came out stronger and they've manage to work through it that's that's much more inspiring so that's that's a hundred percent and a couple of a couple of things come to mind when you say that and that is first of all yeah i think there is on a personal level for personal struggle which is different to now on a personal struggle um we find stories of great sadikim and great saintly people that actually never felt the pain right you know, the famous story of Zusha that he was once asked how can you bless hashem when things are bad and I mean, I'm just making the story very brief. And he said he doesn't know because he never actually suffered in his life. And he was a person that was under tremendous suffering of poverty and and all kinds of different uh, problems that he had. And yet he was just, he never felt pain. Okay, that's reserved for the very righteous. And also I think we get told those stories because just to get perspective. In other words, because the perspective behind that answer was that everything God does is ultimately good and, and so on and so forth. And he really lived it. And he was able to live it at, a, at the greatest level, so he, he experienced that, and that's what we gained from that story. Although I must say, just to talk to you for a second, all those stories that you're mentioning have to do with their own suffering. I was just about right. to say that, exactly, yeah, yeah 100%. But that's only personal suffering. Yeah. So, but but there's, there's two things there. First of all, 
These stories are reserved for those type of people. Most people are not able to do that. Most people can live with pain and, and, be, and will feel pain. They will use these stories to process the pain and to build a perspective of faith and so on and so forth. But there's sometimes the pain that doesn't even go away, right? And then I think over here, as you just said, it's different. It's, it's collective pain. And collective pain to deny the pain is actually insensitive. Yeah. Because maybe you're not feeling pain, but everyone else is. People die. People have lost families. Families have been broken. Uh, you know, there's a ripple effect. When people talk about, you know, Haman al-Islam, God forbid, you know, there's 1,400 people died. That's not 400 people. That's 400 families. Correct. Yeah. And then we, don't, we talk about the thousands that have been injured. Siblings, parents, uh, yeah. spouses, injured, by the way. When people, yeah. when people are injured sometimes, you know, we say injured. You know, someone breaks a leg and, yeah, they, they'll recover. That's an injury. But we talk about some of those injuries are for life, and it changes people's families, changes everything. It changes everything about the family, how they have to live, how they have to operate. It changes their economics. It changes everything, right? So there's collective pain, and then there's the collective worry. I mean, we're talking about people going into battle, putting putting their lives on the line. So yes, no, we we cannot ignore that. So you're 100%. And we find this by 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 you know the same caliber of people you mentioned didn't really feel their own problems. When it came to the Jewish people's problems, they did. I mean, who's who's greater than 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 Moshe Rabbeinu, right? When it came to the the Jewish people in Egypt, he came to God and he said, "Like, what's going on here? The Jewish people are suffering," and he sort of almost like demanded to Mashem to right. to take right. them out of their pain. Famous words, he says, "Lama Eto, Why did you make it bad for them? Yeah, and he, I mean, he was able to speak to God like that. He was with Moshe Rabbeinu, but yeah. but he felt it. He felt it. You know, if sure. And we. Uh, we have witnessed it ourselves with the Lubavitcher Rebbe who was always unbelievably positive and spoke about faith and trust in Hashem. And yet when it came to the Jewish people suffering, he would often cry and cry in public, right. which is very uncharacteristic, but he would do that, right? Because right. he, he felt the pain of others. So yes, so we have to continuously feel the pain. So then the question is, but well, we also have to be positive, so how does that come together? Yeah. What do you say? Um... I think perhaps the pain and the positivity come from a different place, perhaps. Um, the pain, well, in a way it comes from a different place, in a way it comes from the same place. Well, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that the pain comes from us, first of all, being physical human beings, so we feel pain. We're not only spiritual people. We don't only have a spiritual soul. We also have a body. We also have very physical experiences, and therefore we're going through a physical pain. We feel that on a physical level. But also perhaps I'm just thinking that the pain that we feel now, even though it's not our own literal, our own pain, we're feeling because we're all one nation. And that is coming from the soul, actually. So on the one hand, actually, even the pain is coming from a spiritual side. At the same time, the positivity is also coming from the soul. Because of that oneness, because of that belief, that emunah that the soul has. So in a way, it actually does come from the same place, but perhaps it's coming from two different components of that. You know, you're saying something very important. I think what you're saying is like this, that... When we are God-centered, right, and we live by the inspiration of our soul, so that one place can give rise to two opposite feelings, yeah. right? In other words, if you're feeling pain just because we're feeling pain, because it's like the human thing to do, then it's actually very hard to be positive in a way, right? Right. But when you feel pain because there's a spiritual connection, you feel pain because God wants you to feel the pain. Because he wants you to feel the pain of other people. He wants you to feel that you are part of Am Yisrael. He wants you to feel you are part, right? So then it's got, but then if it's about what God wants us to do, it's about inspired by a godly connection, God also wants us to have faith. He wants us to have emunah. 
and he wants us to accept that everything ultimately is from God. And therefore, he also wants us to have bitachon, which is like the trust in God, that things will be, turn out okay. And both things can coexist. And I think that goes back to something we've spoken about, that in the DNA of being Jewish, we have the ability to live with opposites, to live a life of paradox. You can cry and be positive at the same time. You can, you can feel pain, and, 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 and just have to accept that God does something that you honestly don't understand why. Um, you know, there's a famous little story, you know, the Levitzchok of Barditchev apparently once said, you know, if he would be God, um, you know, he would make sure there wasn't a pogrom, we'd make sure people weren't sick, and he'd make sure this, because he just loved the Jewish people, right? Yeah. And they asked the, the Alter Rebbe about that, right? And what was his response? And he said, if I'd be God, I'd do what God does. And both things are true. Both in other true, words, yeah. right? In other words, we're supposed to feel both. We're supposed to feel like, how, how can this happen? But yeah. you know, there's a big why, but there's no answer to the why. It's emunah, but at the same time, we have to know that, we, that we, there's no answer because there's God is beyond our understanding. He's beyond the human grasp. He's beyond, beyond the human comprehension. Mm. And therefore, we just have to accept that. And to accept that can be painful. It is painful. Acceptance is painful. You know, it's like when someone loses a loved one, they have to sit. Shiva, and it's painful, but this, at the same time they say Kaddish, praising God's name because they accept that it's painful. But at the same time, we can also have the feeling, because we God inspired, that God wants us to keep on asking and to keep on being positive and to believe that He will deliver and He will deliver revealed good, they deliver good things for us. So it's opposites, so lots of opposites together. Yeah. And therefore, even in, in practically, we can feel the pain and yet and yet be besimcha, have a certain amount of simcha and positivity and generate positivity at the same time. Yeah. I think there's also another thing um, that we need to be positive also because we, 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 we feel pain and therefore we want to do something about it. And what we need to understand, I think, is that being positive is not just good for us. It's not, like, it's not just because we need, we need to manage so we should be positive. Being positive actually helps the situation. Maybe you can touch on that. Like thoughts... You know, the famous, uh, there's a famous Yiddish saying by the Tzamach Tzedek, Tracht gut gut, which means think good and it will be good. Right. Positive thoughts actually create a positive reality. It's not just, I think it's more than just what psychology says about it. Maybe you can elaborate on that. Like, it's not just, it feels good to be positive. It actually creates a reality. Yeah, but let me just go back a second. You see, what you just said is, is, is very profound because, let's go back to the pain for a second, maybe. If what you're saying is true, which it is true, we'll talk about it in a minute, it also then changes the way we feel the pain. In other words, are we feeling the pain as an expression of despair and, and, and giving up and dysfunction and paralysis? Or are we feeling the pain as an expression of, wow, this is painful, so I better do something about it, right? Mm. It, it, I suppose it's like, it's like you feel pain when you, when you, God forbid, fall and break your hand, right? So what kind of pain is that? It's a pain of urgency. You get to the emergency room and you fix it up and you right. get into a cast, right? Yeah. So this is, this is part of the issue. We have to feel the pain. And I think part of feeling the pain in the context of faith then is more of a call, of an, a call, a call to action. Because if there's, if there's, God forbid, no one running the show and we just don't know why things are happening, it's just terrible, then you just give up. That's, that's a pain of despair. But pain with faith is a pain, ultimately it's painful and, and for a while you've got to it is shock and there is a bit of despair and so on, but there's a process, you go through it where it becomes a call to action, it becomes a, a, a pain expressing itself in urgency. Okay, it's painful, so what am I going to do about it? 
What's the emergency room? Where can I go? What can I do? Right? And then we need to do. And I think what you said is really true because we have a principle in Judaism that everything we do and everything we say and everything we speak about and even think even think about, right? Creates a reality. It creates a real reality. Spiritual reality and real reality. Which goes back to the whole concept that we can help. There's things we could do. We can't go to the border to fight because we're not there. But we can. We can do a mitzvah. We can generate positivity. We can, gener- we can strengthen faith. And we can... And we can say Tehillim, we can say Psalms. Every word of Tefillah that we say means something. Right? It, it's not just that you know, we, it's, it, we feel good because we're actually doing something. We're actually creating a reality. That's the thing we have to really push ourselves to understand and to internalize. That whatever we do, we're creating a reality. It's not just like positive thinking. No. Like, it's more than that. It's, like, you know, it's, it's not just good for your mental health. It's actually it's like, good yeah, for the world. So positive thinking is good for us. But, but that's, yeah, that's good for mental health. He was saying much more than positive thinking is actually helping the effort. Yeah. It's helping the war effort. It's actually helping Am Yisrael succeed as a whole. Every individual has an amazing, unique contribution to make and it creates a real contribution. The Torah we learn, the, the good things we do, and we do kindness when we volunteer. Besides, of course, donating, that's like a tangible thing. You can donate right. to, to, to causes to help Chayalim. You can, you, can, you can volunteer to, to make packages, whatever, all these things. Right. That's, that's tangible stuff. But even on a spiritual level, we can actually generate positivity. So the question is, then what do we do? So how do we stay positive, right? Because that's really, really important. And I don't know what you think, but I think that one of the ways to begin with is, first of all, that to feel a like call of action, but you also need to do things that create positivity. Mm-hmm. You have to share positivity with each other. There's so many positive things coming out. I think we have this temptation, and it's part of our control mechanism, to want to know what's going on, and we end up... I mean, if you watch an hour of news, and you watch what the world is saying, or the countries are saying, or what people are and the lies that people are spewing, yeah. it's actually very depressing. It is. Very depressing. Besides being anxiety-inducing, it's actually impressive. It's actually just depressing. Like, you just wonder, like, come on, like, seriously, right? So we have to, I mean, we have to know what's going on, and we have to be able to respond, and we have to know, understand, and Hasbara and all that, but we have to also take time of the day just to watch positive things. There are so many, I mean, we've said this before, there's so many amazing stories coming out, like we spoke last week, stories of unity, stories of faith, stories of, of, of just most incredible things. Yeah. Incredible, just absolutely incredible. So that's what we have to do. We have to share those. Yeah. And then we get into much more positive frame of mind, and then we say, okay, well now I'm in a bit more positive frame of mind, but I haven't forgotten the pain is still there. What do I do now? What's what's the urgent action? Yeah, that makes sense. All right, everyone, stay positive. So stay positive. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep focused, and uh, we're gonna get through this stronger as ever. Amen. Thank you for listening to The JP Show. For questions, comments, and feedback, please email rabbig at bina, B-I-N-A, dot com, dot A-U. See you next time.